I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hola. Bonjour. Como estas? <laughs> it's Sunday. Fun day. Uh, it's Sunday, and we're already drinking wine at noon. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's because it's Sunday, and it's sunny, and it's, it's a beautiful day. The Lord's Day. It's the Lord's Day. The good Lord's good Day. Good Lord. What wine are we drinking today, too? Uh, so we're drinking a Chenin Blanc from Margins Wine, woman-owned, operated. You all should check out, if our listeners out there like wine or don't like wine, check out marginswine.com, because sign up for her mailing list, boutique wine. You'll love it. And I love it. I'm a huge fan. And it's what? Underrepresented? Grapes? Underrepresented grapes from underrepresented regions um, and underrepresented varietals. And, and it's if you delicious. don't know what a varietal is, Google it. What's a varietal? <laughs> it's the, uh, the to sex? type of the grape. Like the people I've slept with are varietals. Yeah. Like those were my old varietals. Yeah. What kind of varietal were you into? Mm, okay. We'll get into that. <laughs> so today's podcast, everyone, we're talking about quickies. Ooh, not the bop, 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 bop. Not jackrabbit. Jackrabbit well, quickie. We'll talk about that. We're probably not. Have going you had to... one of those before, oh. where your neck hurts? You're like, Lord. you got like a kink in your neck. Yeah. Um, like that was... Sex in the City episode. It was more like a kink in my pussy. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was a little. Oh god. Need an <laughs> ice pack after that one. Um, yes. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about quickies, and uh, on our podcast, we often talk about how we love. Uh, sl- slower sex, at least for the initial piece of warming up the body, getting aroused, not diving right in, right, right. in hard and fast. And that's what most people are doing because that's what they're sh- seeing in porn. Or maybe they don't have a lot of time. Or maybe they also think- they like the penises, like being like worked really fast, and because your parents were going to come in when you're masturbating at yeah. seven, right? Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into <laughs> that. They're, I like you said the penises are being worked really. Fast. Well, you know they're like chef, 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 go, 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 go. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Hurry up, mom's going to walk. Don't in pick up anytime. those socks on the floor. Yes, yeah, so we're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, so quickies, yeah, we'll we'll elaborate a little more on that. Like, how do quickies apply when we do talk about slow and soft? How does that even fit in? Um, our favorite quickie stories, some that we've experienced, maybe our least favorite quickie stories. Some that I've heard, too. Oh, Because yeah. there's oh, some yeah. really interesting story. ones where I'm like, for real? You did it where? Yeah. When? How did that even work? Yeah, I was like, damn, yeah. I need to take some notes. So before we do that, I'd love to read a testimonial. I it's, know. We have so many wonderful emails that come in. I do want to t- a shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you for just all the love, support that we continue to get from you. It means the world to us. Thank you for your sex questions. And again, if you are out there and you're listening and you have a question that you're pondering, email us or go to our website. We're at shamelesssexpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go on our website, shamelesssex.com, and check it out. You can just fill out a questionnaire. But we love, we read every question. We love and read all your reviews. And some of these testimonials, I like actually cried a little bit yesterday. And I this, don't cry. Yeah, she's not really a crier. Except and I, for today, right I was like, period. did you read that? Did yes. you read it? And yes. you're like, I read it. It's so beautiful. It was so beautiful. We, and we're getting at least like one to three a day that are either sex questions or just 
Thank you so much for helping us. And from, that's exactly why we do what we do. And it's from all over the world. Yes. I mean, from Australia to, we're huge in Senegal. Yeah. We have two listeners in Senegal. But you know what? We love you, listeners. Thank you, Senegal. So continue. Thank yes. you for your support. We love you, uh, each and every one of you. So thank you. So I'm going to read this testimonial from a fan who would like to remain anonymous. And just so you know, if you do email us, we will keep your information anonymous if you request that. Or actually, even if you don't, say that we'll keep we'll just give you the first letter of your name we won't even we're some people are like you can read my name here's my social security <laughs> number and i'm like um oh, probably not but yeah. we, we, we love you we're either way going to do that. so uh testimonial from a fan three years ago i was in a bad place grieving the early death of a parent an ill sibling lost my family in a home in a flood my boyfriend was diagnosed with ms turned to religion and we broke up then i fell into a serious drug addiction with a man who eventually came down with a very serious psychosis where he saw and heard things that weren't there, all involving me, my body, and other men. I was sexually, mentally, physically, and emotionally abused before I realized I wanted to live after a very close call. It's safe to say that I lost my desire for sex, a partner, or even friends. I'm clean and sober for two years and have spent most of my free time working through my emotional issues alone and with a therapist, I've ne and I've never been happier. The one and large issue is still the topic of sex. The thought of it sent me spinning in anxiety and fear. I refuse to let it get in the way of future relationships and myself. Finding your podcast has helped me in ways I never expected. I've rediscovered my body, and although I'm not ready for the next step, I know it will come. Anyway, this is just a big, happy thank you. You're both gentle, genuine, and kind, with just the right amount of humor and sass. Thank you for your honesty and openness. It's given me perspective and a safe place for me to rediscover my sexuality. Oh! This is the reason why we're doing this. So beautiful. Just for things like that. So thank you, listener, oh for that beautiful... Your eyes are watering. I'm going to cry, I know. but I can't. The girl that never cries is going to cry. I know. It's yeah. hard. It's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. This is so, so beautiful. And when we started the podcast... Uh, the inspiration less obviously than a was year ago, less than a year ago. Yes, the inspiration was shame, and not that we love shame. It's that everyone has shame, and shame is really the main thing that is getting in the way. Shame and trauma of um, of people really uh, tapping into their ultimate sexual selves of whomever they're supposed to be, and it's completely masked by that shame and by trauma, whether it's physical, emotional, and. Um, this person experienced so much trauma. Oh, my goodness. And it could be shame in, in anything. Something that maybe, yeah, you had trauma as a child. You had trauma as an adult. Or you had shame in body shame. There's so much shame that can exist in your life. And both you and I have overcome shame. And that's why we were like, let's share our tools, our how we got through and got to a place of empowerment and um, are living the lives we've imagined. Well, overcome and it's still comes back oh, and, or maybe yeah. and maybe it's not the old shame but it keeps coming from these new ways like the example i often use is um so you are sleeping with a new partner and on the third day you get naked and they look at you and they look at your thighs and say hmm, your thighs look a little bit bigger than they did last time or just a little comment like that that can create deeply rooted shame that all of a sudden that person's like how I'm you shave your pussy hair i don't like when people comment on that to me i'm like hey your bush is a little hairy yeah, today i'm like what's up yo yeah. don't comment and on that and there but is no there's, there's no, no shame. shame there's no and there's also no hierarchy of shame right because one person's little tiny shame could be huge for them whereas another person if someone were to say that to them or give them that shame it might not be sh that shameful and i also want to um, talk about the difference between shame and guilt we've done this before on the podcast 
Um, but shame is that I'm is I'm bad. There's something intrinsically about me that is not good. And guilt is different. Guilt is more like that thing I did was bad. And right. if you want to learn more about shame, um, one of our inspirations is Brene Brown. She's done a lot of amazing work. Uh, she has some TED Talks. She's wrote a number it of books. It helped me through my divorce, that book. Mm-hmm. Um, Men, Women, and Worthiness. Oh, yeah, the audio recording. It's an audio recording video. Yeah, I think you can get it physical, yeah. too. Yeah, and it's and it, so it talks about that. It talks about how um, how shame, the, the thing about shame is that it thrives in silence and secrecy, and it dies in empathy, meaning when we get shame, we have a just desire to just hold it in and keep it for ourselves because it's scary. We don't want people to see our cracks in that way. We don't want them to think that we're weak. Right. And so we just hold it in and then it just builds. It's like bacteria in a Petri dish. It's just like growing and growing. And then when it's shown in empathy, so say I have shame and I say, hey, April, I have some really heavy shame. Can I share this for you? And you j- I just want you to listen and I just need to be witnessed in my shame. And I share it with you and you just listen and witness and still love me and my vulnerability. Or even if I share it with anger or, or sadness or tears and you can still hold that space and I feel safe and accepted. All of a sudden that shame can, it can be like, like weight lifted off my shoulders or like armor coming off of my body and I'm much more free from it than I was when I just kept it to myself. And if you're a listener that maybe feels um, like you don't have your share to shame, shame to share, um, or you have a partner that maybe is creating a safe space, you're creating a safe space for your partner, it is good to just listen. As you said, it's not like, I know exactly what you're going through. Let me fix you. Let me help you. It's like, no, just listen and and and, and be there. Share space, mm-hmm. as you like to say. And you and I, we're both kind of fixers, so I want to out that, this isn't shameful for me, but I want to out that I often have a desire to fix when someone oh, comes me to me and says, here's my problem. I'm like, oh, well, let's try X, Y, and Z. And I don't think that that's always a bad thing because I know for myself, sometimes I want that from friends or from um, people that I trust their advice. But if you're not looking for that, it can be helpful to specify, I'm not looking to be fixed. I'm just looking to be heard. Can you hold that space for me? Uh, or if you're receiving the information, vice versa, you can actually suggest that. Are you looking for advice or do you want me to just hold space? And right. then people can get the desired outcome that they're looking I'm for. I'm usually like, hey, what do you think about this? When you when someone gives you their stuff, yes. their vulnerability. Like when yeah. I was going through my divorce and I called you, I was like, what do you think I should do? Oh, Give yeah. me the answer. Yeah, you want, you, uh, I was you like, want should fix- I stay or yeah. should I go? Yeah. And you're like... Yep. Yes, it's not you that easy. Whatever <laughs> yeah. you want, the answer lies within you, but take some time. And I was like, okay. But sometimes, right, you can either kind of ask if you are looking to release the shame or you need advice. I think it's just ask for yeah. what you want. And trauma, you know, physical, emotional, all the trauma, it doesn't matter if it, whether someone touched your body non consensually, non consensually, um, or they gave you a whole bunch of emotional and verbal abuse. Um, those are, they're equally, it depends on the person, you know, how much that will really hurt them and what that will do to them. But when trauma is received, um, it's a little different than shame, especially when it's physical trauma and that the body remembers, it retains the information. And I guess that can happen with shame too, but. Like when I got forced to give a blowjob at 15. When someone's pressing your yes, head down. Yes, and now ever since then, I mean, that's 15, I'm 35 years it old. It comes up and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And it's, it's hard. Yeah. So those kinds of things, but you can tap in. I've shared that experience with partners yeah. and um, they're more gentle. So it's again, releasing the shame. Yeah, and and then, yeah, and the trauma piece too is that when the, when the body receives trauma, it actually retains it and holds it. Some parts of you can either numb out, you can start to disassociate when the experience seems to be revisited, or even if it's not the same experience, something that reminds you of it. Um, And a lot of times people feel like they're broken, whether it's shame or trauma, they feel like 
there's something wrong with me. I'm broken. I'll never be the same. I lost this part of me. And that's kind of what this person is going through or was going through. And it's so beautiful that just hearing us talk about shame and trauma in the way that, because we say we don't believe anyone's broken at all, that we receive stuff that was never ours that gets in the way, but we're not broken. And yes, we will never be the same as we were before because that's just how it goes. Every day we're different. Every moment I'm a different person than I was before. And so it's important to not be attached to being what we once were, but to know that we have the tools and with good therapists and coaches and, you know, somatic workers and things like that, support systems that um, we can... And books. Yeah, and books. Oh, yeah, and books. Totally. Yeah, that we can work with. It's not really work through or, like, you know, ignore that thing that happened. It's more work with it so that we can move forward. And now now that's part of our story that doesn't um, give us a whole bunch of pain, but it still is a part of us. And sometimes you'll release shame that you've been holding and then you'll release it once to someone and then you feel like you can tell a lot of different people and then it just becomes almost part of your identity, like in a good way where it's like, I experienced this, I'm a survivor or I'm a person that went through this. Like, I had shame in my divorce and then I just now I'm like, and had, having an affair, I thought I was a terrible human. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing work and that was when I realized like I had shame in what I did and now I wouldn't change anything because I am where I am because of the mistakes slash things that I've experienced. Yeah, it's what what really makes you so wonderful and colorful and oh, dynamic. Thanks. Yeah, and our and our cracks are a really important part of that story. So They're like scars, they are like scars. Cool. But when we ignore the scars, you know, try to bury them, run away from put makeup them, on them. There, I mean, it's the resistance. And yeah, put makeup on them. <laughs> really fancy makeup. <laughs> um, it makes it harder for us though because they want they want to be embraced. They want us to pull them up, almost like give them a hug and be recognized so that we can work through them and you'll go what is that the um the 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 light you gotta go through the darkness to get to the light the cracks yes the cracks yes is where the light gets in that's where it is Every, yeah. you can't see the stars without the night beautiful <laughs> <laughs> poetic should we read a sex question sex question we have a yep. sex question here and this person's uh, name jay we'll jay the first letter of their name and thank you for jay for communicating and um for reaching out and um, this is, this is a really, uh, yeah, it's brought kind of, uh, it moved me. So here we go. Hey, Amy and April. Nine years ago, I was paralyzed in a motorcycle accident. Less than two years earlier, I had got out of the Navy and became a cop. My girlfriend at the time stayed with me and we eventually got married in 2012. We are still married, but we have no relationship, if that makes sense. We're like roommates. Over the last nine years, we have somehow allowed ourselves to emotionally separate not by my choosing. I am the emotionally needy one in the relationship. We just crossed over three years of no intimacy, no kissing, touching, sex, cuddling, etc. We have had sex since my injury, although not frequently. It was more of a task she was completing. Prior to my injury, we had a pretty active sex life and she had the desire to be with me. Not anymore, even when I try. In three years, an abnormal time to go without is oh sorry is three years an abnormal time to go without sex other than the self pleasure she does. Should I be concerned about her stepping out? I'm 38 in a couple of weeks and she is 47. I have tried to get her to do counseling but she refuses. I believe she said her our, I'm sorry I believe she said our marriage are not in the top 10 things to work on. And when I asked her if she has emotionally shut herself off from me, she said yes, but it's not like it happened overnight. 
I'm stuck. Oh, here we go. I'm stuck. Don't know what to do. I am incredibly lonely. Have so much love to give, but she won't receive it. Thank you for your podcast. They're informative. And for me, the best thing is hearing your personality come through. It genuinely brings a smile to my face, makes me laugh and overall happy. So thanks for being real. Best, Jay. Oh, Jay. Thank you for that email. And wow, that is, you have been through a lot. And it's, it's always interesting to me that when people, they go through a lot, but their concern is about their partner. Right. This happens all the time. It's, you know, you've gone through this physical trauma and you're not getting um, a lot of intimacy or closeness, but there's this great concern about your partner, but it it comes down to you because there's this fear of losing the love and this great desire to be close and be intimate. And the needs aren't being met. And those needs, I think, I think a lot of people, they don't want sex to be a need. When we think of needs, like we need food to survive. We need water. We need sleep. We need shelter. Right. Sex for a lot of people, is a need. And maybe not just sex, but intimacy and closeness is a need. And it is a valid need to ask for, to to need, to say, if I don't have this, I'm not going to be able to stay in this relationship. And for me, it's a, like, I have like a, what I call the three-tiered effect with relationships and things that I need. And it's like... I thought you were going to talk about your other, (laughs) the old tiers. Oh, no, my three-tiered, no. She has this tier (laughs) system for like, for when you're single and the people you're dating. I have it in marketing at work and I have it in my relationship, Mm -hmm. like what I desire from a relationship. And sex is at one of the tiers of the triangle, the, the prongs of the triangle. What is it? Angle of the triangle. Sure. What points. you know, points of triangle. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. So and and it's yeah. sex, communication, and then obviously getting along with the person and having them feel like a partner. Yeah, closeness. Right. Yeah. So and, and so this is. It depends on you, Jay. Yeah. Well, and you, the questions are specifically: Is this is this normal? Yes, everything is normal, and everything is. I mean, there is no normal. It is normal for someone who sex with sex is not important to them. But to me, it's kind of sounding like. Your partner, uh, Jay, that sex is not important to them. Right. They've actually shut it, shut it out of their lives and concluded, which I've heard people do many times, is say, sex doesn't need to be a part of my life. But she's... It, it, she's he, also emotionally cut off, too. Well, she, it, he said that she's also pleasuring herself. So then, yes, so there is a drive there. It's right. just a drive that she doesn't, isn't interested in sharing. And perhaps... And it's a it's it is a bummer that she doesn't want to work on it, which um, God, that's so hard when one person doesn't want to do. And the that work. can be a make or break situation, on, unfortunately, because if you yeah, need both partners or you can open up with, hi, I'm not getting my needs met. How about we explore an open relationship? How about we explore a different path to go down? Because. I need this aspect of the relationship fulfilled. And that's yeah. okay to ask for. I think that as a partner, maybe she'll be like, great, I'm into that as well. It's just a matter of communicating that. Yeah. And I know that it's really scary because it sounds like right now um, there you, Jay, you're in a more of a companionate relationship. And some, Roommates, some people right. just do that. They just, they just I'm not going to say settle because some people actually want that, but it sounds like you're settling and maybe she is too, actually. Um, but for something that just works, feels comfortable-ish, although you're pretty uncomfortable, so you're not comfortable. Um, but it's more of a uh, we just make this work together and support each other in this, but there isn't a lot of passion or connection. And that's fine if that's what both people want. But if one or both people want more, then that's where some shifts need to happen, some conversations. It's a about, partnership. It's yeah. a duality. So you work together. You have to work together. And, and 
And sometimes working together means finding out ways to work apart. And it's not about compromise all the time. It's about creating a win-win where you feel good. We've talked about this on a podcast two, getting what you want Mm -hmm. in life and in the bedroom, but asking for what you want so you're creating a win-win. You're not sacrificing because you want to feel, you want your partner to feel good and you want to feel good as well. And it's all about finding the right balance for you. And I think beginning with asking for what you need and then exploring different routes to get what you need. Yeah, well, get clear on what you need. What what are you what are you really desiring? Are you desiring to be partnered? Are you desiring to be partnered with someone where you have sex once Make a, a week? Make a PowerPoint are you presentation. Yeah. That's what <laughs> with April the laser, would do. I would. I'd be like, this is what I need. Exhibit A. Exhibit A. <laughs> we only have sex once a week. Exhibit B, I want three <laughs> times a week. And that's I mean and that's that's great. It's great to show up and because when we show up and try to have these conversations when we're not clear about what we want, then it's a big old mess. But if we take time, okay, this is where I'm at, you know, I'm gonna meditate on this, breathe into this, get out your crystals and your hippie shit. I don't know, <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> but no, take the time to really settle in and feel into it. Where are you at? What are you desiring? What are you not getting? And what do you need? Propose that to your partner. Here's where I'm at. And then this is the other piece I think is important is this is what I want. And this is how far I'm willing to stretch, right? So I want sex three times a week, but I'm willing to go to only one time a week and that's fine. But zero not not I can't do that and it doesn't have to be penetrative sex you're looking at what is sex probably a lot of times you're looking for a connection a deep connection with your partner that's why I crave and desire sex because I'm looking for that that. it's just a penis and no I'm like if that was the case I'd get out my my wand and just you put that inside of you no (laughs) it wouldn't fit it's pretty big (laughs) outside only but I, I, I would just kind of need the orgasm that's not what it's about it's yeah. it's a it's a bonus to sex but you want closeness you want, you want intimacy right. and, and then the, on top there's the wanting to feel wanted and desired that sounds like this is what jay is going through too is that they're really lonely they have so much yummy stuff to offer the world and it's just being put in a little box under the bed yeah. like their heart their soul their sensuality their sexuality and it wants to come out and to be loved and desired and I would, and you deserve that. And what I and I love giving this advice to friends when they ask me, what when I after you know my breakups and different like dating, I made a list of what I desired in a partner. What I not even just even basic things. And we've talked about this before. Like I want him to like pizza. Oh yeah. And I wasn't even gender partner. With it. I doesn't was like, like my pizza. Partner, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, but I want you know I want them to love that. So make a list of what what you desire from your partner. Um, and or a future partner or a future partner and and be firm and and very present on it where I even slept with my list under my bed and I was really just kind of manifesting that and I know that sounds very whimsical crystal but yeah <laughs> get my tarot out and do like a little reading I do that sometimes she does yeah she likes crystals yes I do that one person that hates crystal talk and is tuned out. You're funny because you like crystals and designer brand clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm my, I make my own rules. You're like the Hollywood uh, hippie. I know. See? Yeah. I get witchy. I like it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I just want, I think that is advice that I give to my friends that are like dating and they're like, what do I do? Like, yeah. how do I, is, is there a person out there that can fulfill these things? I'm like, just make a list, get clear about what you want. Call it in. And call it in. And it's and it's, it goes beyond that. Not just like I'm going to make a list and it's going to come to me. When we when we get clear on what we want, now we're open to it. It's not just like oh, it's the laws of attraction and I'm going to magnetize it. If you don't know what it is that you're looking for, what you want, or what you what you what you desire, how are you even going to recognize it when it right. comes your way? Or how are you going to get it if you don't if you're not clear on what it is and asking for it? It's just not going to arrive. 
And that, and that, I think that method, that methodology of, of being clear about what you want, writing it down, being active, being present in it, changing it whenever you want, is um, is possible not only in relationships but also in work in all yeah. aspects. Releasing the shame, getting clear about who you are. I, I don't know. I, I just love that practice. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, yeah. So you're in a really tricky spot, Jay, and it sounds like it's kind of that crossroads of having this important conversation. So if one person's shut down saying, I'm not willing to work, then all you can do is take care of you. Mm -hmm. All you can do is make decisions. Okay, well, you're not willing to work with me and I need this. So I'm, this is what I'm going to do to take care of my needs. And you can choose to follow or stay with me or not. And um, because you are worthy of that, there isn't any human that is not worthy of their needs. And Jay, there's 7.6 billion people on the planet. If this particular partner and growing... Don't look at that ticking clock <laughs> on the internet that shows you how, how long. Yeah, it's yeah. very crazy. But uh, there, there's someone out there for you if um, your current partner isn't um, fulfilling all of your needs. Yeah. And, okay, let's comment on that one, too, because um, I love is, is Esther Perel. People in India probably, a lot of times, they typically like to have the arranged marriage. Oh, yeah. Well, it's true. Yeah. yeah. But I so maybe not. India, which is 1.2 billion. Well, stick to North America if you're in North America. <laughs> but also, it's kind of um, so Esther Perel talks about this. Expecting our, your partner to fulfill all your needs is actually a new thing. This wasn't a thing back yeah, in the day. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, the, so marriage was something that was created. It was a business engagement, right? It was like, okay, we're doing this thing because we need to work the land together, or uh, my daughter is going to marry your son, and you're going to pay me X amount of goats or whatever. It's like that property. Is. Yeah, and it's so it's to make it's for survival basically to right. make things function and work. And so Esther Perel has talked about this a lot, and this is also from a lot of anthropological perspectives too. Chris like Ryan talks about Sex it in Sex at Dawn, which I yeah. like changed my whole monogamy yeah monogamy in general i was questioning i was like wow this is so mind-blowing we're not anti-monogamy and we're not anti-marriage but i do so i do love how she says that in modern day relationships there is this expectation uh, expectation for um, our partners to fulfill all of our needs and that is so much pressure that's too much pressure that's impossible right it's it's designed for failure the thing is you can fulfill your needs and think about your happiness first. And then a lot of times other things start to fall into place. Yeah. Or, or your partner can fulfill some of your needs. Like they can, you know, show up for you um, and touch you and snuggle you and have sex with you and um, have the, you know, a deep emotional connection. But say you have a need for, I don't know, um, what's a good example of this? Eating pizza. Like April, like see pizza. I haven't eaten pizza in like, like six pizza. months though. But this is a need. And I'm like, lactose intolerant. And, that, yep. okay, and this is another, let's go deeper into okay. that. Because needs to me are more things that we actually need to to live a happy life. So you probably don't need pizza to leave, live a happy life. No. But it's a desire of yours. Right. So you don't have to get all of your desires from your partner. You can go have pizza with some friends and totally. not put that on your partner. Hey, there's something wrong with our relationship. I really want pizza and you don't. I and love so that. I think we're broken. We need to go to a therapist now. <laughs> <laughs> you are so you're my partner, so you're supposed to fulfill all my needs. Perhaps maybe you could put on this podcast at night while your partner's sleeping and they'll subliminally hear some of the messages. <laughs> Yes, buy me pizza. Pizza. Make me homemade pizza. Cornmeal crust. <laughs> Cauliflower crust. Goat crust. Cheese. Then it's paleo. Not mozzarella. I am lactose intolerant. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Well, so just, just to put that into perspective, too, um, no one can meet all of your needs except for you. And sometimes you can't, too. But it's up to you to you do You meet that a lot of my needs, Amy. I do? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Except you don't really... 
you know, we're not very sexual. You don't together. do the vulva massage. No, so. I don't do that. Yeah. But there, there, you can pay I people mean, for I've that. I've done it before, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm painfully straight. It's I so, know. So painful. Should we talk about quickies? <gasps> yes. Quickies. Quickies. Is there a quickie song you got for us? Um, I can make one up really quickly. What you got? Going quickly for the quickies. Yeah. Cha cha cha. <laughs> you like that one? Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. So if anyone wants to put that into a jingle, oh, I can do it again. Going quickly with the quickies. Cha cha cha. Yeah. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. By the way, we do need to authorize and have more jingles. So we only got one. I know we got one jingle. Thanks to that guy. Send us a jingle. Thanks, send us a jingle. You got jingle. a jingle? So, okay, quickies. So how do you feel about quickies, Amy? <sighs> quickies, well... Have you had a lot of them? It's a conundrum. Um, yes, and these days... The, I, I can say that I do have some quickies these days. What do you consider a quickie, P.S.? Because isn't it pretty subjective? Quickies, like, we're not spending a lot of time on foreplay and warm-up, and we only have a matter of minutes. You know, it's under 10 minutes of all the things. Under 10 minutes. Under 10 minutes of all the things, whether it's kissing, touching all over the body, that's not genitals, and when we touch or penetrate genitals, then it's all kind of under this thing. So mine will be, I'll say, under 10 minutes. What about you? How would you define quickies? Hmm. I never really... I, in like a time warp, every time I enter into a, a sexual experience with you a partner. Disappear into a vortex. I would say a quickie. Yeah. No, like I'm never like, that was, you're always really good about being like, it's about 15 minutes of warm up. I'm like, how long is that? <laughs> so I, so I heavy. think I would, I know <laughs> Amy's got a timer. All right. So we All have right. a 10.5 minutes. <laughs> I know that my vulva takes about three minutes to warm right. up. Yeah. So I would say my, my idea of a quickie would be. Five minutes, I guess. Ooh. Eight point seven. Includes all the things. <laughs> You're no talking about kissing, touching all over the body, not genitals. That's I'm saying all in penetration. There. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'd say probably with zero warm up when it's just going in, and um, usually there has to be lube involved because my pussy is not ready yeah. for entry. Yes. Yeah. So we've talked about this past podcast, but fun fact. Vulvas take about four times as long to get arousal and blood flow than penises. So if you're in a heterosexual relationship and you're dealing with a penis and a vulva, just because the penis is hard does not mean the vulva is necessarily ready. And porn is showing, they're not really showing a lot of foreplay These, and warm-up. They're, they're professionals. Yeah. So they're ready for things. They're just I, diving right they're in. They're diving in. There's a lot of lube. There's a lot of spit involved. Not so. a lot of kissing. No. And they're just literally, you know, hand on the clitoris. Like just fast <laughs> and hard. Like they're going right. to burn it off with their fingers. Same with anal. They just go straight in. And it's it's oh like God. no one sees the butt plug that they wore for two or and a half hours lube, before. The lube that they shot the lube, up their ass. Right. So oh, yeah. in that. It's confusing for people. It, it I get confusing. it. Yeah. So. Um, so porn doesn't help to in in the issue of people being really confused about sex and or quickies in general and and what's important it doesn't really matter uh, anything that we say here in terms of like time wise it's all up to you what matters is is your body ready is your body ready for whatever you're doing and this doesn't just apply to penetration right is your right. body ready for even a hand to touch the genitals or is it even ready for a kiss you know and only you get to decide that so for quickies my rule of thumb would be. Have a quickie if your body's ready. If your body's not ready, do some other things to get your body ready or just spend more time and don't have a quickie. Right. Because when you try to force it, and we talk about we talked about trauma in the beginning of this, but trauma doesn't just happen from not from sorry, um, non-consensual acts of sexual violence, right? Trauma happens from compliant sex where right. so say you're really turned on, you want to have sex with me, I'm not fully ready, but we and we only have 
five minutes. So I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, let's do this. And you jam your lovely dildo or cock inside <laughs> me and we have sex really quickly. Take it. And for me, it's not that great because I'm not that warmed up. My right. body, you know, my, my cervix hasn't lifted up, which is what it does and makes more room in the vaginal canal when uh, vulva owner is turned on. Um, my body's just not juicy and ready. And we do this and, and we, I leave it kind of like, you know, feel maybe a little used. Like I was just an orifice to get you off. Mm-hmm. Um, or, oh, my body kind of hurts. Like it doesn't feel that great. But I, it's, but it's, I still said yes. So it's not, um, it's not rape, right? I consented in that case, but I just had compliant sex and that can create trauma in my body. Now my body, the next time you touch me, might cl- clench a little bit. You know, I might kind of like, oh, I don't know. I'm not, because last time it didn't feel that great. So I don't, we, both of us agree with this. We don't suggest having that kind of sex. You know, kind of uh, I'm not not just pity sex, but just sex is uh, sex as something that we need to do to keep our partner happy. But our body's not really into it. Like, I used to do a lot of quickies when you were married, when I was married. Mm-hmm. And I was I had a lot of shame in what my body looked like. I wasn't able to work out because I was working so much. So quickies were our main method of of um, sex. I mean, that's what we did. And I would never be on top because I didn't like my body and I was always shaming myself. I would be in my head the whole time, like, when is this going to be over? Come on, come on, come on, finish, finish, finish. And um, that was when a quickie came in well. And I didn't realize now that I'm out of my head and more into my body. More empowered. More empowered. I'm like, no, wait, it's about both of us. Like, let's slow it down. Let's have, like, let's really enjoy this connective space that we're in. And it's helped so much. And nothing's really changed other than I, I'm, done work on myself and and I think that is some good advice if you know you're kind of thinking about what laundry you haven't done and the kids are at school and you have to go pick them up what kind of oatmeal am I gonna if it becomes a chore yes get remember get out of your head get into your body feel your partner ask questions about what you're doing and I think that's helpful and stop and press pause when you need to so say like does this feel good yeah like quickies starting to feel right you know okay we only have 10 minutes let's just try it and you start doing it whatever you're doing and it's not feeling good stop what you're doing slow down suggest something else or add more lube or something or sex toys sex toys are great for quickies yep because these are some things to say I have 10 minutes okay I only have 10 minutes I want to play with you because I want to be connected to you. It's not just to cater to you. I really just want to be intimately connected to you. So let's play with my vibrator for a little bit. And maybe while I do that, you can massage your vulva or your cock or whatever else we're playing with. And then we can come together and now our bodies will be really warmed up. You know, the, I mean, sex toys just are like turbo mode into pleasure oh, yeah. town. I'm so like that's two a, minutes with that thing. Yeah, I I've think timed it. Yeah, really? <laughs> with that, that I've timed. Orgasm, yes, for yeah. my orgasm. And then after you have the orgasm, are you interested in continuing the play? Usually oh. it's over overly sensitive at the time right so especially when I'm using a vibrator when I'm having penetrative sex and I have an orgasm I usually can multiple so in that sense what you could do is use the vibrator but not give yourself the orgasm oh yeah and then you'll be craving it so you'll play with that for 1.5 minutes are you talking about edging yeah pretty much where you don't give yourself the orgasm I don't like edging I like instant gratification I know you do we're going to make you wait oh damn it you have to wait (laughs) and then you'll take the vibrator away and then you can go and play with your partner now you have another you know, 8.5 minutes under your 10 minute belt to have whatever kind of sex you want to. Right. And, and your body was ready. So that's, I mean, that's a good way to, to work. I don't want to say manipulate. That's not really the right word, but to work with your body. And so what we're coerce really the body into co- coerce, coercion. <laughs> no, <I laughs> Use like all that. the weird adjectives to describe that. I'm going to go coerce my body so that yeah. I can be ready to have sex with you right now. <laughs> and then, I mean, there's different systems here at play too. It's not just the physical body. You know, when you're also working with the mind, um, 
is the mind is my is my mind ready to show up and have sex meaning is it ready to be present is it ready to be in a place of giving and receiving and um, is it going to be fully showing up showing up for this situation or situation for being this present mm-hmm. yeah being present and i mean wh- okay so can you talk about quickies that you've had or like my good old quickies stories? yeah oh, yeah yeah um Recently, I had a really great quickie, which was using the sex toy that you gave us. We finally figured out how to put the cock ring oh, on. Oh, the Adam cock ring. Yeah, you yeah. have to check out that. If you all haven't had like access to cock rings before, this one is a must buy. It can be from beginner to intermediate to expert users of sex toys. Adam, A-T-O-M, and the Adam Plus. But they are amazing. Go to hotoctopus.com. Hot Octopus has two S's, And you get 20% off, 15% off, some percentage off. I can't recall because... But coupon code. Yeah, shameless sex. All caps? I think it's all lowercase. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Yes, and we also have it at Pure Pleasure. You can get it at purepleasureshop.com. And it's that... Well, we're getting it in, actually. No, you have it now. We do have it now. The package arrived. The package has been delivered. It's like a teardrop cock ring. So it has two motors. One goes on the top. One goes on the bottom. And um, we talked about in one of our recent podcasts about how to put it on because they're a little more complicated when they're not super stretchy. It has a light stretch, but not a lot of stretch. It gets more worked in and stretchier as time goes on just because it gets more broken in like a shoe. Yeah. Like when you wear a shoe, it's kind of uncomfortable the first time. Yeah. This is, it's not super uncomfortable. It just gets more worked in and and, um, better wear with wear. So that's an incentive to use it often. Yeah. So what we did was we had that cocker and we had never played with it. We, um, we were, he was like, he was already, he wasn't super hard. He was like, yeah, he actually wasn't really hard at all. There's like a little blood flow okay. there. Cause it, it's to put these kind of cock rings on, you need, you need to a semi. Yeah. Semi. I like it. I said that to him. I was semi. like, hey, semi in a British Do you have a semi? Yes. That's what my boss calls it. A semi. He's like, you gotta put on a semi. Yeah. So he had a semi and, yeah. um, and we put it on, you need to do the testicles first and then you put the shaft and then I put it on. He was like, oh my God. Cause it's really powerful. And it puts a lot of pressure on your perineum, which is that quote unquote taint, if and you will. And it vibrates yeah. and all the way around there's two motors so check it out if you're looking for it to add a little spice to your situations whether you are a dildo user uh it'll still kind of apply um nice vibration to a dildo or if you are um in a partnership with a penis owner then go for it check it out Put, throw on that cack ring yeah Kick. and so he was he like because we don't usually use a lot of vibrating things for him right, right? i know so yeah. he, and he was like this actually feels really good Yay. we're experimenting <laughs> we're playing so that's the fun thing about sex toys is it's just a uh, fun way. It's like a bonus. I helped experiment. design that toy because it has like a bump for clitoris. I, I of you while we Thank were you. I, I was <laughs> hoping that you would say that. So he put that on. He was vibrating. He was feeling really, feeling really, really good. And then we we started having sex for a little bit. And I was like, I was, I was, I was just like excited because it was really fun. Because I was like, there's a new thing that we're playing. Yeah, with. totally. Um, and so we actually did have sex. But what happened <laughs> is, so he came and so then when he was done, I was like, well, I, how about we play with my vibrator now? And he was totally down. So then we whipped up my vibrator and then we played for a little bit. And I was doing this thing where I'm yelling when I have orgasms now. Which is great because I have my own little house. So I'm like, not just, I'm just not, I'm not just being how, loud. What, give me an example of how, like, you yell. We have microphones. I know, but just so like, a, was it like a, ah? No, 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 yelling. Like, oh, like as a, loud yeah. as you possibly can. Do you say can. words or just screaming? No, just like, someone probably thinks you're getting hurt. Well, who's going to hear The eardrums? No, that, that you're getting hurt and they're like, ah. I hope not. But <laughs> you're going to get your that. neighbors coming. But it makes my orgasms more powerful. Oh, the yeah. louder I am, the more powerful my orgasms are. So it's true. Anyways, all of this happened under 10 minutes. And we both had orgasms and it was fun and exciting. We actually, the Adam, Adam was fun. We probably like are just going to move to the next sex toy because we're more into that. We're more into trying the new toy. Okay. And because that's exciting. And once we try that, we'll probably move to the next one. And it's just new and exciting. We're making an anal toy soon. Sweet. That's going to vibrate. 
totally. So let's stick that in your partner's board. <laughs> let's see if he's into it. Um, yes, with permission, of course. With permission. And then I, my other exciting quickie story would be um, kind of goes in the same category of like wild places you've had sex. Mm. Is um, I had sex with the pilot while they were flying a, a two seater plane once while they were flying. See, I can't, I can't, I, I can't one up <laughs> on that situation. That's no, pretty much the coolest good thing one. ever. Good one. We're while the over, plane, like over the Monterey in the cockpit. Bay. Yeah, there's Fully. only in the cockpit. Weren't yeah. you? No pun intended. Yeah, and it was quick, right? Because it was like, oh my god! But I had to hold the, the the roof of it, and it was just it was wild. Because when you're flying a plane, you're controlling the plane with both your feet and your hands. So he's just still trying to do those things while I'm just yeah. So it was um, yeah. So that and it was a quickie, That's but like it was so exciting. Good. So I think. For me, a lot of quickies happen when there's this level of excitement that can raise the arousal automatically on its own that might not even be related to sex. It's just, this is like, you know, that's why people like having sex out in public. Well, I, a friend told me, because we were kind of talking about quickies, yeah. uh, that uh, her and her ex-partner used to do it in public. And I was like, well, can you define like where in public, like in bathrooms? And she's like, yes, bathrooms. But one time we were at a bar sitting there and I had a skirt on and we, we were at the corner of the bar and I was sitting in his lap and he fully just penetrated me. And we had a quickie at the bar. I was like, that on is the bar dope stool. on <laughs> a bar stool. Like yeah. I can't top that either. Mine is like, I pulled over the side of the road yeah. and just banged it out in the car or and then out in nature a couple times. Nature's great. Nature's yeah. awesome. Because nature's s- awesome because you're just, just gotta look out for poison oak. Yeah, don't have a quickie next to the poison <laughs> if oak. We have if a you live in blanket California, in the in the yeah. back. Yeah, watch out for that. Throw down that blanket. Yeah, but the, but I think so. What that person's talking about with the bar stool is the exhibitionism thing. You know, some people totally. get aroused or off off, and some people don't. They don't. That doesn't turn them on. To they are a little more afraid. But it's that we might get caught, and so that can lead to a great quickie because it creates its own level of excitement. So. And I think that that's an important thing to bring in is uh, we can we can have great quickies when we bring in sex toys or other things that excite us and get you know get the juices flowing us because it's so different or new or um, taboo. As I I use my toy, if I know that I want um, to come quickly. Yeah. That's when I'll bust out my when you're like, toy. I'm going to bust one out. Yeah, I'm like, I have a meeting at 8.30, <laughs> so can we just please, you know, do you mind if I just use the toy? And then April also believes in an orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. Yes, that's what people are like, what's your secret? She's like, I'm like, apples. not Botox, dude. It's Why? called Why an orgasm a day. Yeah. I really do believe in that. It gives you a, a solid glow. Yeah. I didn't have an orgasm yet today. <gasps> Damn it. All right, we got to cut. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's got to go bring her orgasm game. One, and then it also, for me, when I have a lot of vibrant sexual energy moving through my body, I just feel more alive. Mm-hmm. And then I'm better in all realms, whether it's um, in the work, you know, in the workplace or wherever. I'm just more alive. I have more creative juices flowing in my body. So um, it's, there is some really it's wonderful magic to work. Sometimes I want a quickie. Mm-hmm. But I drank too much wine. <laughs> and then I'm like, why is this not working? It's like, brrr. I'm like well, totally and numbed out. And yeah. And then I'm like, I just don't know why I did that. Half a bottle of wine plus are not really quickie friends. Yeah. They so really if, work if well you want a quickie. Vulvas or penises. Don't drink as much wine as I do. Yeah. But I think that they can serve, they serve a time and a place. But um, I think for most people, that's not how they want all their sex to be. And I, okay, I want to comment on one thing as we talk about this, because the folks who um, ejaculation is an issue for them where they think that they don't last long enough or they call it premature ejaculation. And for us, we don't necessarily think that there's such thing as premature. Pre- yeah, right. it's, it's all a matter of perspective. Right. Um, so so as we say that we don't love quick quickies, we're not saying we don't love you as you if you're someone that you know has an orgasm really quickly. Um, 
we're saying that what we actually don't love is when people have sex when the body's not ready for it and it doesn't feel good in that way. It's not in any way shaming that someone who can only last five minutes. We're not shaming those people at all. And like, I've had some great sex in only a matter of minutes. Right. And for me, a lot of times the sex is more about the connection and it's not about the penetration part. Mm-mm. It's more about all the other yummy stuff. The warming stuff. up, yeah. the foreplay. Uh-huh. Foreplay is key. Yeah. I asked my partner the other day, I was like, hey, can we spend more time making out? What did he say? He's like, I'm like, can we pretend we're in high school again? And Do he, you really want to pretend you're in high school? No, <laughs> but you know, I just like gave high him school. a, I'm like, remember when you used to hang, like, like literally crave making out and yeah. I get super turned on from kissing. I love kissing. It's like yeah. so hot. And I'm like, just kiss me. Cause I feel like, you know, and that happens in almost everyone in my relationships. It's, the longer it, goes, it is, it, it goes away. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 I need this. So I was asking him and he totally gave me what I needed. It's yeah. People start to get comfortable once they, you know, now he's figured out your body. So he's like, Oh, I'm going to get from point A to point B and all the other stuff isn't really on the table anymore. And I think this is completely normal we, and we start to take those things for granted um most people do when they get the, long the little the yeah. little things but, and then someone or both people start to crave them like hey we don't just dry hump anymore we don't kiss just make out and kiss anymore we don't have we don't start to touch each other without penetrative sex being on the table mm. or without touching genitals you know gen, once we kiss genitals are always a part of it that's why yeah and Aster, i miss i miss those things that we used to do can we do more of those and Esther Perel talks about this in mating in captivity mm-hmm. and she's so brilliant by the she's way. amazing. And the, I and want she, to meet her. Like I would rather meet her over any celebrity. I'm I'm serious. Die, she's oh amazing. God. And she talks about once you're married, how a lot of these things you think you basically own your partner. And she comes at it from a lot of like um dem- like domestically hetero couples. I mean, she has all sorts of different experiences in therapy with all sorts of different sexual orientations, but um a lot of her uh examples from the book are about um, hetero marriages that are long term, but she talks about how a lot of times one of the partners thinks that they, you know, they I got them. And she's like, "What makes you think that you have them? Yeah, you don't have them. They're you not need yours. To nurture that. Yeah. You, they're not yours to have. So it's all about that aspect of not the the uh, keeping it new, but kind of um, not taking them for granted. Yeah, continuing and, to do the work to keep things connected. Right. Uh, maybe not or exciting or spicy if that's your jam or what you're looking for, but more so connected showing up with the language of love that they have we talk about this on one of our episodes i think the last episode that we did the five languages of love um and kind of identifying what yours is and what your partner's is or having them identify it for you and then showing up in that way continuously and on that note with quickies we can dedicate our whole like quickies can just be the part where we actually start touching but so maybe that's like a five or 10 minute window, but you can spend your whole busy day still reaching out to your partner in a way that lets them know that you love them or you think they're sexy. Or you can't wait to have sex Some with pussy them. Shots. Yeah. You know, from a, so maybe the quickies because you only have 10 minutes when you're actually physically together, but you're at work all day, send them some messages. It's like, I just can't wait to have your cock in my mouth or whatever that is, you know, to, and that's all part of the foreplay. So, um, that, that can help to create heightened arousal without it having to be in person if you don't have time because, for a lot of people, you know, we get emails from folks that are married, they have kids, and time is actually really hard for them. You know, and so we recommend to schedule time. To it's have important sex. to schedule the time because and people are busy. People are busy, and you can always think of an excuse or mm-hmm. a reason not to have sex. But 
I mean, if I feel like a few days have gone by where I'm like, hey, I really desire this. I'm like, can we have a, a sexy time night tomorrow? And it usually works every time. I'm just like, even if I, I sometimes I put on lingerie, sometimes I just wear some like stripper heels. Oh just, my God, she does a great stripper heels. <laughs> I have really good stripper <laughs> heels. They're really only my sex heels. They are, like, I don't wear them outside the house. She does like the whole thing where she spreads it on her back and spreads it, and then there's the clack when you hit yeah. them. Like, clack. I've you showed you before. It's good. I've I seen did. multiple The times. bands will make her dance. Yeah. I throw dollars at her. I'm yeah. like, yeah. And then, and then <laughs> once I had a $10 bill dollars. and I hit it and didn't give it to her and she found it and she's like, hey, where's my $10 bill? I like to pretend I'm a stripper. And you are. A great one. Mine. Yeah, no, because I've been to a lot of strip clubs. Yes. I respect. I go to strip clubs and they're like, were you a dancer once? I was like, no, but maybe in a past life I was because I really relate to this and I love this shit. <laughs> like who doesn't like drinking and watching hot ladies Sober dance? Sober people. Well, even if I'm sober, I still enjoy People who it. don't like women. Remember when we went to that stripper party in L.A. and there was that ba- woman that came out in a baboon costume? I was not there, but I <laughs> wish I was. Dude. <laughs> you serious? Yeah, you were there. This is probably one of those nights when I was being lame and just like, I'm gonna go to my room. It was a. Uh, it was. It was the. Um. You. You were so there. Wait, what did she? How did? You, what did she do in the baboon costume? She had a full baboon costume, and she did a full. It had the butt, like the butt <laughs> over the butt, like oh the bare God. butt, and then a hair all over, so and then she had a mask, and she came out and she did like this baboon dance, dude. You were there. No, I was not. There. Oh my so God. I would remember a baboon dance. It was the fun factory party. I, I never, I came later it was or something. The, the I did not, did not. Share your, sh- okay, anyway, I'm going to go back in the roster and see if you were there. Oh my gosh. I'm just, now I'm going to go out more when we go to trade shows yeah. because there's baboons running Maybe around. Maybe that's why you did, we're having a, a a night in early, you had a midnight curfew and I'm usually like, wow. Yeah, she stays out till four. So you like, so, okay, back to tandem. The baboon back costume? Back to the oh, no. heels, <laughs> you're talking about heels. Oh yeah. And you like to uh, whip out the heels and do a little dance. It, and sorry to refer to Esther Perel again. Oh, but don't apologize. She's I, amazing. She is amazing. But um, she talks about the flannel pajama scenario. Do you remember that from the book? Sweatpants. Where you end up in sweatpants all the time. It's also about feeling sexy for yourself. Mm. And I feel sexy and in stripper heels. more important. It is. And I'll put on, like, actually what I have on right now. It's a one piece with a thong back. I'll put on this with the heels. Show us. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> don't think so okay. for you later. Okay. But so, th- and I'll put on that and it's like, it's something I own. It's not even lingerie, but I feel really sexy in this. And that is part of me opening up my sexuality. Um, so maybe you, I don't know many people that would feel comfortable in flannel pajamas or sexy in flannel pajamas. They're designed for comfort. What about like flannel lingerie? I put on my hunter boots with nothing else on. That's good. And that works well. My dad's a hunter. He'd be really into that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what makes you feel sexy. You might like your yoga pants with a hole cut out in it. No. No, I'm trying Just to be kidding. more feminine these days. Oh, yes, I know you Less are. Less yoga pants. I like well, that. Well, and I think I like what you're saying, too, because, again, that is part of the arousal piece is it starts with you. So say you're going to have sex. Maybe it's a quickie. Maybe it's not. But... To, in order to feel sexy, it comes down to so many things. Is uh, to yourself, what are you, what you're wearing, how you're showing up, you know, what you eat before, how you breathe before. All oh yeah, those don't things. eat a lot of Indian food <laughs> before because, especially before anal. Good advice. <laughs> <laughs> so for real, though. No. Did you find out the hard way? No, I no, I just I, I googled it. What? <laughs> What did you find? It's just not a good idea. It's not a good idea to Google things like that. I know. What's really not I've learned the hard way many times, but that's all about the journey. Yeah, it is all about the journey. (laughs) And we'll leave it on that note for quickies about the journey piece, too, because 
that's another reason why we're usually into slow and more connected sex. And again, when we say slow and soft, that's in the beginning. Like fast and hard serves a purpose when bodies are super turned on and aroused and ready to go. Yeah. But when they're not there, that I don't think it should be on the table because they're not ready for it. And you could be, I mean, literally into, you know, say like do, does domination, submission. What's it BDSM? called? Thank you. Yeah. Um, and start slow and soft and then go into your hardcore oh, tie me up kind of scenario of is like the is the one that really needs to start in slow and soft in the warm up you don't just take a flogger and just no. like smack someone hard or like start choking them right out of nowhere without a Peeing conversation and they're warming the body up and all this and negotiation and safe words you know all right. of these things so um, and that's a whole nother podcast for another day. We did a kink podcast, but we also want to do, that was just us talking. Right. We want to bring on someone that's like really deep in the kink world. And to we talk about will that. for sure. Um, but like BDSM quickies, I'm sure that they're available and they need so much foreplay, warm up, safety, negotiation that um, I, it might almost be dangerous for most people. You know, if you only have right. a 10 minute window, it's probably not time to get into your ultimate kink realm unless you've already done a lot of work with this person um, and negotiation, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, that especially needs a lot of love and care. So we're not, you know, we're not, we're not anti all that other stuff, the hard, the fast, you know, all that. And it's just a matter of really respecting the body, listening to the body, because every time we do, it tells our body that we are worthy, that our bodies are safe, that we deserve, that we are going to get touched the way we want to be touched versus if we don't do that and we have that compliant sex or sexual experiences, we're telling ourselves that this is what sex is like. This is what we deserve. And that's all that sex will be. And of course, we're going to react in a way according to that where our body numbs out and shuts down. So um, quickies, go for it. Just listen to your body and, li- and give to it the way that it desires. And don't override that. And please get out of your head. And always use lube. Get in, and Especially yes. Uber lube. Uber lube is, Uber is, lube is the, the jam. Key. Uber lube we have at Pure Pleasure. You can go to purepleasureshop.com. And you get 15% I'm off out. with I'm coupon out. code SHAMELESS, shameless sex, sex, PP in all caps. And you're out. We need to get you a bottle. Can I have some more? I'll get you a bottle. It's a really cute bottle. I can keep it on my, my nightstand. It's beautiful. And it's it glass. Looks, it almost looks like lotion. Yeah. Or a cosmetic product. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like very OCD about having things out. So if you're a person that is uh, like myself, you yep. won't mind having it exposed. People don't know what it is. It just looks really It's cute. amazing. It's our yeah. top-selling lubricant at Pure Pleasure. Pure Pleasure, if you haven't heard on past podcasts, is a mother-daughter-owned sex shop in Santa Cruz, and I'm the daughter. Woo! Um, I'm pretty much behind the scenes these days, so my wonderful mother is running the show, but it's a beautiful store if you live in Santa Cruz, or you can go to our website, purepleasureshop.com. It's also a beautiful online store. And everyone, April got her start in the sex That's store industry I got my start at there. Pure Pleasure. Amy so. hired me. Yes. And I didn't even own a vibrator. And now you own a And lot. you're like, I think you're going to be just fine. Yeah. The, I was like, really? Put this on your clitoris and then I'll hire you. Wait, that doesn't sound right. And I was like, right. how did I wait until I was 26, 25 years old? You know, you could have sued me for that probably. Is that is it really <laughs> sexual harassment? <laughs> if you offer your employee a vibrator, yeah, but know. I wasn't working for you then. You gave it to me before the shop opened. I will not hire you until you use this. Yes, and I was like, damn. And yeah. then you made me watch porn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I did that consensually. Oh, God. <laughs> Sign this release form right here. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, this has been fun. This has been an awesome episode. It's been really good. Thank you. It's great. Oh, Miss Baldwin for sharing your Sunday fun day with me. Thank you, Miss Lampert, for sharing. Can we do your a quick Sunday cheers? Oh yes, cheers. Mazel tov. Shannon Blanc. This is Shannon Blanc. Yeah, this is Shannon Blanc. Wait, you can look me in the eyes.
look at me in the eyes. We had to take a moment from the mics because yes, take that's a good luck. Mm-hmm. And if you, because it's all about the five senses. Do you know why that's? Do you look? Why you is look in the when, eyes? Is this when I whip out my crystals? No, no. This is factual <laughs> information. Yeah. Like in in most other countries, when they salute or cheers to life, lachaim, yeah. uh, it's about the five senses: the touch, the taste, uh, the look, yes. the smell. Mm-hmm. So you actually have helped me be really present with that because a lot of times I'll just take the wine and be like, yeah, you have to enjoy. It's about the enjoyment of the cocktail or the wine. Saludos. So, all right, y'all. This has been an awesome um, podcast sharing about quickies and all the things. Shame. Shame free, shamelessness, shameless sex. So As little shame as possible. As little shame as possible. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in every Tuesday. We love, love, love you. If you feel so inclined and you have a free time... I'm going to rhyme. She loves accents. (laughs) I do. Um, I think uh, we would, we read every single, if you have like an accent preferred, we read every single review, sometimes on the air, but go to iTunes.com, write us a review. Five stars, we love you. And if you say your preferred accent, April will read your review. I'll do my best. I kind of... You nailed the Irish one. The Irish one was great, but the German one, I usually am so good at German. Yeah. There you go. But I wasn't that day. No, it It wasn't your day for Germany. But we do. So please write us a review. And again, if you have any sex questions you need answered, shamelesssexpodcast.gmail.com or visit us on our website, shamelesssex.com. We love you. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.